0: Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just, just
1: watched Alien. Alien.
0: Alien. Rated R. It's true, and... Uh, If you hear the fan on my computer in the background, listeners, just pretend it's part of uh, the dystopic future of the setting of Alien.
1: 1979
0: by Ridley Scott. That was my pick. And I chose it because I'm trying to pick things before 1980 for the podcast this year. And I thought I'd kick us off with something right on the cusp. Mm. And it's one of those movies that I feel like everyone thinks they've seen, but have rarely sat and watched it from beginning to end because there's so many sequels and they've caught so many pieces of it on television. Or maybe they just saw it back when they were like 11 years old and it's been a while. So that's why I came out with Alien.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs>
0: uh, Kia, do you mm. mind giving us a synopsis? Sure. Of the film Alien.
2: After a space merchant vessel receives an unknown transmission as a distress call, one of the crew is attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that its life cycle has merely begun. Boom. That's from IMDb.
0: Boom. Yes. Good stuff. Kia, what's yes. your uh, experience with Alien and the Alien franchise?
2: Oh, gosh. I don't have a great answer. I think throughout, at some point as an adult, I saw Aliens. I didn't see it as a kid Mm. or as a teenager I don't think
0: you mean aliens the sequel alien oh
2: well actually yeah aliens too yeah so thanks anyway but the first movie alien I think I saw as an adult and I thought I had sat down and watched it from beginning to end and I'm pretty sure that I have but when we watched it yesterday I was reacting as if I had never seen certain things before yeah um so I don't know if I ever did actually sit down or if it's just one of those movies I've put in the background and have kind of watched but not really focused on. Mm. Um, and the rest of the movies I think at some point I just saw as my life went on. <laughs> I definitely have sat down and watched Aliens and I don't know the order of any of these movies
0: The aliens, yeah, Alien Cubed, which is part three. Oh,
2: who's in that? I don't know if I've seen that one.
0: Well, it's Alien Three, is what it's. But the three is in a way where it looks like Alien Cubed.
2: Have I seen that one? Is that the one with Renona Ryder?
0: No, that's Alien Resurrection. I've seen that. Alien Three is the Prison Planet. uh, uh, Oh, I've seen that. Yeah,
1: yes, that's that's the one that uh, what's his name directed David Fincher.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, infamously had it taken away from them by the studio. They they did Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, editing and cutting of their own. So
2: I've seen Resurrection, and then I've seen I think I've seen like all the Alien versus. Is that it after Resurrection?
0: Of the the main line, yeah.
2: Then I've seen obviously the Alien versus, huh?
0: There was one
1: other one after that, the one that had Danny McBride in it.
0: Well, that's Alien Covenant, which I I consider the sequel to Prometheus. Oh. Oh, okay. Which is which are prequels okay. to Alien, yeah. so yeah, those are part of the franchise. Also, I, well, know. I've
2: seen all the all the Alien versus Predators and the Covenant one, obviously right. Prometheus, and and apparently I just learned today that there's supposed to be another Alien that's released in October 2021, but I don't know if that's that's directed by what's his name R- Ridley Scott. But I don't know if that's still happening.
0: I'm gonna say no, just because I haven't heard anything about that's that. That's true. Like I feel like we would have heard more about that leading up to... But, I mean, you never know. They might quietly... It might be, like, a Super Bowl thing where it gets dropped, like, randomly, (laughs) you know, on Netflix or something. I don't know. But, no, there's been a lot of, like, false start sequels and everything because Neil Blomkamp was going to do his own set of sequels uh, that took place after Aliens where uh, it ignored the other sequels. Like, he was going to do kind of a Halloween 2018 thing, but uh, apparently that dropped also. That just fizzled... And Ridley Scott probably had a lot to do with that because he, you know, wants to keep making his own um, prequels slash sequels and stuff like that, so...
1: (laughs) I was going to just say, uh, have you ever heard of a movie called It, The Terror from Beyond Space?
0: How could that thing have gotten aboard?
1: And Why? Just to kill us? What is the usual reason an intelligent creature kills?
2: It's hungry. What makes you so certain it's intelligent, Colonel?
1: Not just an animal. Open the door to see compartment.
0: In the silent void of outer space, puny man matches his cunning against a monster from Mars running rampant, howling for all the flesh and blood on Earth. I only know it because supposedly it helped uh, influence Dan O'Bannon with uh, writing this movie but but i've never right. seen it before and, and i 've only heard it referenced in the, you know in the conversation yeah. with alien pretty much i've never seen it either, but um
1: i would, it just dawned on it just hit me because i I was watching some Doctor Lady video where he was showing a mask that was based on that alien from that movie, and he, mm-hmm. he mentioned that it was an inspiration for alien, and I was like, oh i didn't know that hmm. so. what's what um what Dan- what movie is this it it's called It, The Terror from Beyond
0: Space.
2: And is it 50s, f- 60s? Uh, yeah,
0: 1958. Wow, interesting. What's what but, uh, Dan O'Bannon, he's the guy that wrote this, uh, and uh, avid listeners will, might remember his name from Return of the Living Dead. Uh, he wrote and directed Return of the Living Dead as well. Um, he uh, claimed that he stole from everything to, to write the script for alien, which was called star beast originally. Oh, um, man. and, uh, but, but I think the biggest influence was probably, um, the thing from another world, right? Cause, cause it also mm. features a group of kind of blue collar type guys facing off in a claustrophobic space against an alien that's pretty much unbeatable. Mm. Right. So it's a very yeah. similar concept. This was
1: probably maybe, like, the third time I've ever watched it. Um, hmm. I like I like the Alien movies, but I've never been, like, a huge fan where I'm just, like... I'll, I've basically seen them all once. I maybe have seen Aliens twice. I remember seeing Aliens when I was really little. That was the first one I saw. Yeah. So uh, it was, like, not too long after it came out, um, and... I remember my I was my dad's friend was over and he was like I don't know if you want to watch this this is a scary movie and I was like, well, <laughs> if, if I get scared I'll leave the room and then I just I never got scared I was like oh that's fun but then um, maybe about six or seven years ago a friend of mine had the uh, Alien box set like the Blu-rays and he let me borrow them and I just watched all of them at yeah. once and uh, oh. um, yeah so that's basically it
2: <laughs> when you when you saw. So none of us saw Alien, obviously, when it first came out because, well, I wasn't born yet. I but, wasn't either. <laughs> but Craig,
1: yeah, you I, were. I, I was a bouncing baby
0: <laughs> when the movie came out. Oh no, I was negative five months.
2: <laughs> Did your parents see Alien in the movie theater? Not that
0: know? I know of. I've never asked them about it, but not that I know of. I definitely don't think it would be one that my mom <laughs> would oh. really care about.
2: Jeff, do you know if your parents saw it?
0: Uh, no. I've, We've never talked about it. Talked about it. It's just
2: interesting. Because I remember you asking your parents, Craig, um, about Jaws. They saw Jaws in the theater. Yeah. And I, I just think that's must be amazing. So I think it would have been really cool to have seen Alien <laughs> in the theater. Um, what? Because I felt like by the time I did see it, I kind of knew what was going to happen. You know, so
0: yeah. I mean, I I feel like people our age, especially, but probably younger people too, it's like pop culture has told you everything about this movie already. So yeah, by the time you actually get to watch it, a lot of the the famous scenes have already kind of been revealed to you a little bit. So yeah, Mm -hmm. like I would love. I, I totally agree that to go back to 1979 in a time machine and and see it. Well, hold on, no, that's not the right analogy. (laughs) I would like to have my memory erased Erased. of Alien and be able to just watch it pure without knowing anything about the Alien franchise Mm. and have some of these big moments really wreck me because I'm sure an audience Mm. in 79 was like clueless to what they were in store for, you know? We had
2: kind of talked about that a little when we watched the movie, just how that day of that time of going into something blind is probably over unless you make a conscious effort to avoid everything. Because now all that movie magic is kind of spoiled. You get behind-the-scenes information. You got celebs tweeting stuff all the time. and You just know too much about the movie and what went into making it and what's going to happen. So all that magic of being like, how did they do this? And it's kind of gone, you know?
0: Yeah. You you watch, like, six different trailers on your phone before you see the movie itself, and it reveals all the big moments, and it's all very fresh for you. Like, when you saw a trailer back in the day, it might be months before you even see the movie, and it might even be word of mouth from someone else. Like, hey, I saw this trailer. It was crazy, and you you know what I mean? It's just so much different, the alchemy back then. You might only see that
2: trailer, like, once, too. Sure. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and... um Also, it's just, like, in pop culture that Sigourney Weaver is the star of the Alien franchise, and so, like, but if you went to see that first movie in the theater without really knowing anything about Mm -hmm. it, like, it would be kind of a surprise to be like, oh, that lady is, you know she's kind of the hero of the movie but you probably wouldn't guess that from the beginning of the movie
0: you know yeah that's a really good point because i'm sure like the average moviegoer in the 70s thought tom scarrett was going to be the lead the whole way through and not Mm -hmm. knowing or at least make it much further into the movie spoiler than he did um Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah that's a great point
1: <laughs> and you mentioned like the classic scenes there's that one part where uh Tom scared is climbing down that ladder and then the the alien like jumps out and there's that jump scare mm. and it's it's been long enough since I've seen it that I kind of forgot when that I knew that part was coming but I couldn't remember when yeah <laughs> and so when it happened it, it it legitimately made me jump I was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> So it was uh that was a really great jump scare I think it's it's great that it you know even to this day it still makes me jump
2: yeah it's it's just such an atmospheric movie yeah. like you do feel so closed in and like the 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 scenes where she's running it's a granny uh, ripley at the end is running through all those dark
0: corridors, corridors. Anything, it made yeah. me think of
2: um the nightmare on elm street i can never remember the names as much as i'm a big fan or which order but um the one where the girl turns into a cockroach. It's part four, I'm pretty part sure. Part four, where she's running after, you know, she's lifting weights and she her elbows pop out. Mm-hmm. And then she's like running through the dark corridor. It kind of makes me, I wonder if they were kind of inspired by the alien thing. Because to me, it has the same kind of look to it
0: a what, little bit. It's funny because I feel like the, the ship, Nostromo or whatever it's called, um, it's a haunted house, basically. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. basically built, you know, these dark corridors. There's chains hanging from certain it rooms. Looks, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's very haunted house-esque, and, and I think that's what they're going for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a sci-fi feel, but it's like the same kind of atmosphere Because um, when haunted Harry, house.
2: Because there's also a cat that's running around, right?
0: Right, Jones. Yeah. Jones.
2: So there's a scene <laughs> where everyone splits up. This is after the alien has come on board. So they split up to go find it. And they get a. They think they found it, and it's the cat Jones, and he runs off. So Harry Dean Stanton's character is kind of sent to go find the cat, and he's walking around this ship looking for the cat. And I'm like, this ship is just terrifying without an alien running around (laughs) it. It's dark everywhere. Like, why is it? It looks. It looks like a butcher shop or something. It just looks
0: very <laughs> rusty and gross. And, what? and I think uh, even some of the set design people were kind of like, why are there chains hanging here? <laughs> like what, Like yeah. they were kind of questioning in the sci-fi, you know, because at this point most of the sci-fi stuff in recent memory had been like Space Odyssey and that sort of thing, like clean, mm-hmm. you know, very futuristic looking um, spaceship design. And uh, this was a little grittier. It's maybe piggybacking off Star Wars, looking a little more lived in and darker, but uh, I think Ridley really Scott stuck with the aesthetic of just, hey, it doesn't really matter that mm-hmm. there are chains. Like, we don't have to explain yeah. why there are chains yeah. hanging, but it just looks cool and it sounds cool and, and it kind of adds to this atmosphere and, you know.
2: Well, it's a, yeah, it's a merchant vessel. So I guess mm-hmm. it's supposed to, like you were saying, um, what movie did you compare it to? The The Thing um, The Thing. Yeah. and the original The Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just... It's very gritty, and these people are kind of like... You call them almost like space truckers.
0: Yeah, they're like blue-collar workers, Yeah, basically. they're just collecting
2: um, yeah. stuff. So those chains could be to whole things or... Sure. You know, so it's it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> they're yeah, not, like, kinda... out looking for, you know... Pl- I don't know, like, new planets or something. They're yeah, just, they're not
0: exploring. Yeah. At least not... Uh, that's not their main mission, anyway, is to explore. Yeah. There's. It's kind of like a...
1: Like, they're almost like deep sea fishermen, you know? They're like, and they're not wearing like uh, futuristic space suits. Like, uh, Harry Dean Stan's got a trucker hat on and a a Hawaiian shirt, and he's smoking cigarettes, and they're like uh, drinking coffee, and like it's very like blue collar. I love that. And I love the, um, like, as far as the, the look of the inside of the ship, there's just like, you know, random pipes and like just you know buttons and screens and stuff where it just like if if you start trying to think like well what is that for like why does that do like <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any sense but at the same time it's kind of like it looks really cool so it doesn't really matter like mm-hmm. I was because there was a certain part where you see a where you see like Tom Skerritt and he's sitting in uh I don't know if it's the cockpit or what but you just see all these like tubes and stuff behind him I'm like what does all that go to <laughs> But I was like, I guess it doesn't really matter. And then there's that part where uh, Harry Dean Stanton he's uh, he's looking for the cat, you know. And there's these giant doors behind him, and the doors have like kind of a cutout. And then there's just a bunch of weird gears and different stuff. It looks like they just glued it to the door. And uh, I was just looking at it, thinking like, wow, that looks really cool. But why would a door need all of that stuff on the inside of it? I mm. was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. It just looks cool. That's all. <laughs> that's all we need to know. <laughs>
0: You mentioned how these guys look like regular people a little bit, like they're not like astronauts, sort of the cream of the crop or anything like that. They're yeah. average Joes and Janes. Something that was really jarring for a modern uh, moviegoer is uh, the scene where they awaken from the, the space pods, right? They're in high, hyper, what is it, cryogenic sleep, right? I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they're awakened, and uh, we get to see them all in their underwear, <laughs> and every one of them are soft. Like, they're all, like, uh, pot bellies, um, like, no one is chiseled or super athletic looking. Nowadays, like, literally every actor in that group would be working out for six months before that scene going, I need to look as good as humanly possible before they open yes. up th- this this pod or whatever. And it's really cool just thinking, like, every one of them pretty much look you know like regular people you know like john hurt i mean good grief man he, he's not not a specimen in his weird diaper thing i don't even know what he's wearing but um, well
2: yeah first that scene is really cool when the lights come on and those the pods open it's yeah. just is a really iconic shot but also you make the point and we've made it before when we watched all our old movies it's like now every like the leading men nowadays are just cut and chiseled. If they weren't before, they are now. Like Chris Pratt on Parks and Rec, did not look like he does right now, and um, but he was just a regular looking guy. And in the seventies, it seems like most of the leading men were just regular looking guys.
0: Yeah. You know? which is appropriate for this movie too. I mean, that, that's yeah. kind of where uh, you know newer versions. Uh, you know, if you think about Alien Covenant or um, Prometheus. Uh, the, the actors are even like the ones that are supposed to be the character parts and everything are still pretty good-looking people and mm-hmm. still have great bodies and everything mm-hmm. and it just to me yeah. it kind of what what was so special about this movie and the alchemy of this movie that that's one component that's just stripped out of modern movies for the most part not all of them but especially American Hollywood movies it's kind of over with now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I also like in this movie that there's not a character. That's named after, like, a southern state.
0: Well, Dallas.
2: (laughs) Damn it. Is that really a thing? That's just a sci-fi thing?
0: What? That happens in, like,
2: The Abyss, and obviously Prometheus with Idris Elbow, who had the worst southern accent. Oh, right. I don't even know... Why he needed to have a southern accent for then, Prometheus?
0: I think Danny McBride was literally named. Was he named Tennessee? Tennessee, yeah. In so, okay, never mind. T- that's just that's the side I haven't seen. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah. I mean, I think I think this kind of a yeah the pilot. But is at least he didn't have a horrible fake
2: southern accent that helps.
0: Mm. Yeah, he's he's legit. So <laughs> yeah,
1: and this uh, this movie's also a, a slow burn because. Uh, But I like it like that because it's kind of, it builds tension. Like there's that scene where Harry Dean Stanton is looking for the cat and he walks into that room and like he just stands there for a while and lets like water drip onto his face. And then Mm. it's like kind of this long scene where like you're just thinking like it's like this alien's going to jump out and get him at any moment. But then, you know, it doesn't happen until later. But it does build that tension, you know, so I think that's pretty cool.
2: I thought the same thing, because when the drips were happening, I was waiting for the drips to be, like, blood or something. Oh,
0: yeah, or, like, the, yeah. the or stuff that viscous, comes off... Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: And I thought the exact same thing. I was like, man, that was just done to, like, build the tension.
0: Um, well, something that's really interesting about this movie, too, especially comparing it to the sequels, is that uh, when every character encounters the alien, they get killed. It's literally the first time they see oh, it, yeah. except for the chestburster scene. Otherwise, like, when they face off against it one-on-one, it's there's no... Escaping it or fighting it, they just literally get killed one by mm. one. And when Sigourney Weaver sees it towards the end of the film and faces off against it, it's her first time seeing it full grown. She, mm. She's only seen it as the little, you know, fetus looking thing or whatever.
2: Yeah, there's no badass in this. No, the, I no. mean, other than the alien.
0: <laughs> right. They're, just, all, they're all very yeah. vulnerable, normal humans, yeah. There's that scene where, like, the, it's a it, Parker
1: and Lambert, they go. Off, like you know, they've got that plan. Like you guys go do this. You guys get the explosives ready, and I'll go get the sh- the ex- escape pod ready. And then the alien attacks them, and uh, Parker's like move because he's wanting to shoot it. Mm, and Lambert yeah. just freezes. Yep. She's just like, ah. yeah. it's like it was like if she maybe would have just ducked you know, <laughs> they, they a, that would have helped. But she just was like so frozen. We're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's okay. we, but. That's exactly what I would have done, though. I mean, (laughs) see some terrifying monster, I'd be like, oh, my God, just make it go away.
2: We talked about that because then after she doesn't duck, then Parker jumps in and, you know, tries to, I guess, get get the alien's attention off of Lambert or whatever. Hmm. But then Lambert just still just sits there and cries and screams. And that's something that Craig points out in a lot of movies, how when... Someone steps in to kind of help someone, and it's usually a, a woman. The woman doesn't run. The woman doesn't help. The woman just stands there and, and yells. So it's like he's yeah. sacrificing himself for, to help you get away, and you're just standing there. Really <laughs> annoying. That, that's in a lot of movies. It,
0: it's more of a criticism of writing and directing than yeah. it is of women, by the way. Like, oh, well, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just think it's a weird <laughs> movie thing where a lot of times a woman will you know, be saved by a man but won't actually... Do anything and like yeah. you know help herself even so. That's
2: definitely a criticism of yeah. Just the damsel in distress. Like, mm-hmm. why does that have to happen?
0: Yes, Jeff. Well, I i i mm-hmm. knew
1: a, i knew someone once that a, a car was coming for and she just froze. <laughs> she was, it was like, there was no fight <laughs> or flight. It was just like, oh no. It was just like oh, sometimes yeah. people well, just have like a freezing uh, reaction to things. No, and, and but like, I don't think not, that's just yeah. like for women though. I think for sure. True. Cause
2: know, I'm not saying just for women. I'm saying in movies, yeah, it
0: usually is women. No, right. cause yeah, it definitely, it's very rare that shoes on the other foot and like a man sacrifices himself for another man. And like the dude just stands there and is like, yeah. Oh God, as, as his buddy gets beaten or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I
2: think like a good example and maybe not the best, but like in attack the block, for example, like when they're in that apartment mm-hmm. and the, dog not dog, but I guess an alien like bursts through and starts attacking hmm. the, the friend friends. The the girls like jump in and like beat the hell out of it. They don't just <laughs> stand there and yep. cry. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so it's just I feel like more movies should and I think movies are obviously getting better at that, but when Craig and I have watched movies, we've just noticed that so much. Just
0: Yeah. <laughs> I will I will say in the Defense of Alien though, the this this movie is uh Something that the sequels, I think, ruined a little bit, but they kind of had to to make sequels, is that the alien is completely unstoppable. I mean, like, they cannot hurt this thing at all, because even uh, towards the end of the film, when when the alien is shot into space and and an exhaust from a space shuttle is directly hitting it, it's fine. It's still Mm -hmm. alive and not really... It doesn't seem to be injured by it either. Um, In later sequels, I mean, bullets can kill it. So, I mean, it's not really that impressive in sequels. But I think in the original intent was this is like a force of not even nature. It's like a Mm -hmm. force of God, you know, this otherworldly God that we can't even understand. We don't understand why it does what it does, uh, why it's killing people and not eating them. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and that's what's scary about it. Um, that the once you can start actually fighting it, it, it loses mm. the allure to me. Like what's special yeah. about it and everything, and what's really scary about it. This mm-hmm. thing that doesn't even have eyes, you know, just like systematically, mm-hmm. you know, killing everybody one by one. You know, it's just still a, it's a very Lovecraftian. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This otherworldly scariness. So, and what's really scary about space exploration too is the idea that. You know, you go to this random planet and you can encounter something like this. It's not wondrous and, you know, like, you're not going it's not like Star Trek where it's just a guy with a rubber thing on his head and he's like, hey, what's going on? It's, it's hmm. there's a huge chance you can encounter something that won't understand you, there's, won't care. There's uh, so know. much
2: like space talk with people wanting to go into space. And then I read some story about they're trying to do a hotel in space for obviously <laughs> super rich people to just literally get the hell away from the rest of us. But it's like I've seen so many space movies that that is the last place I want to go. I do not want to go to space.
0: Maybe no, maybe that's you. propaganda by rich people. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get us scared to go up there. They know there's no
1: aliens.
2: Yeah, I love uh,
1: I love how simple the plot is of this movie too. It's just there's a thing on the ship that's killing people, and that's it. Like there's mm-hmm. no like you know super complex plot or you know characters that are secretly related to each other Like the the only kind of twist really is that uh, uh, what's his name Ash uh, yeah Ash is a, a robot and that he's actually he has another agenda hmm. which yeah. is, a,
0: is a cool reveal too what, and that wasn't in Dan O'Brien's original script by the way, um, he oh. was actually really annoyed by that, he, he thought, he was like it didn't add anything and I'm like it really <laughs> was a pretty big moment and kind of cool yeah because yeah.
2: um, now, yeah, not only are they fighting an alien, now they're also fighting a robot. Well, and, and it's who's a little pretty strong.
0: It's a thematic thing too, right? About how this corporation is exploiting these workers too. I mean, the, the workers are not important to them at all. It's yeah. it's the product and what they can manufacture and discover. And I mean, it's a very big idea that they kind of quietly put in this fun uh, horror movie. You know? Like,
2: were they going to bring the alien back and like train it? I feel like the alien would have just killed everyone immediately, right? Because they mentioned bringing the alien back to use it for, like, n- military purposes. Are they?
0: I think sequels get into that more than...
2: Well, no, I think one of the characters mentions that that might be what they have wanted yeah. aliens for. But it's just like, I just wonder what that would have looked like.
0: Mm. I mean, it would definitely decimate a population if you dropped <laughs> one of those in. I mean... <laughs> That's all you wanted to do, but I don't know
1: <laughs> yeah and uh in preparation for this podcast, I listened to the red letter media commentary <laughs> oh and they and they mentioned how uh, uh they were talking about like if you know if you could make your own sequel to this, like what would you put in it and i I can't remember who said it, but one of them was just like, they should have just done one where it's like the alien is on earth and it's uh kind of going through a town and killing people from it. it's like oh that's an interesting idea I don't think they ever really did they do anything like that I, I feel like
2: there maybe the fourth the third one
0: was a little similar to that.
2: that isn't there like an alien versus predator yeah. where they do exactly that
0: alien hmm. versus predator requiem it is set in like a just modern day suburb and they have oh, okay. predators and aliens running around um, but I don't think it was done with the intent that you're talking about, Jeff, where it was more, hor- it was this kind of a silly B, yeah. B- fun. Yeah. It, w- it wasn't horror really at that point. It was like
1: Freddie versus Jason.
0: <laughs> right. Literally. Yeah, it really was. Um, so, I'm so
1: watching one of those once. is there more than one alien? There's just two predator? of them.
0: There's okay. one that's alien versus predator, and then the other one's alien versus predator, Requiem. Yeah, yeah okay.
1: the alien,
2: the first alien versus predator, that's the one with Sanaa Lathan, mm-hmm. which is cool because she's a black actress, and you don't get a lot of black actresses in horror movies that are, well, I don't want to, that are in horror movies and that do well.
0: <laughs> right. She's a lead, so, too. She's, yeah, yeah. So, I like,
2: I like that one. <laughs>
0: But, but by then, they were like straight-up B-movies. I mean, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't trying to be anything but just silly, fun, and, uh, you know.
2: It really does suck when you watch this first one. You go, man, what a masterpiece. And then you just know that Hollywood just ran it into the ground.
0: Yeah. Which, in all fairness, uh, Star Wars was a big hit and Fox mm-hmm. was like, "Oh shit, sci-fi is is really hot right now. What do we have?" And Star Beast, the script was ready, so they were just like, "Put this shit in production." Like uh, so I mean, at the very beginning, it was to make money. I mean, let's not Of course uh, you know, all movies are. Right, right. Um, but it was so artistic. I mean, Ridley Scott, like his second movie, like this is his first, you know, big budget uh, film for a studio or whatever. Um, there's so much stuff came, came together to make it special, and how do you spell? Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce his name? H H R? Is it Geiger? Geiger, um, like his designs, uh, yeah. apparently completely influenced the look of this. I mean, the I don't know what the hell the alien would look like if not for him. I mean, because mm-hmm. you can see some of his art predating yeah. the film, and I mean, it's lifted straight from his artwork mm-hmm. and everything. So it might just look like a blob or something. I mean, if not for him. If you there's a documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune. Uh, Jodorowsky
1: was going to make this Dune movie back in the early '70s, and uh, for whatever reason, it didn't never came together. But uh, he had hired Giger to do a lot of set designs and stuff like that, and some of the stuff that he uh, came up with for that movie, he ended up using an Alien, and uh, they even used some of his stuff in uh, Prometheus. There's like a like a building mm. that uh was like specifically designed for Dune that they just put in Prometheus. So.
0: I, oh, and then can we just talk about really, I know it's talk to death, but the chestburster scene, because mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, that's definitely the most iconic thing in this movie and the, the thing that's been lampooned and, you know, it's like in Spaceballs, they directly, <laughs> they have John Hurt reprise the role in everything, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, it's definitely one of those moments where I wish I could see that without knowing that's what gonna was going to happen, you know. And, and apparently, Deno uh, Bannon uh, had Crohn's disease and suffered really bad, like stomach oh. problems and intestinal issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people speculate that that's sort of why some of this body horror is in this movie, and and why you know the alien affects people from internally like that mm-hmm. and everything. Interesting, um, but it's kind of speculation. I don't think he ever quite said that but huh. um but yeah i mean the, the burster scene is just I, I, like yeah. I, I love it they, they they lull you into that sense of security like everyone's kind of cutting up and it's all normal and he's <laughs> eating and and then the, the, you know just the shit hits the fan yeah. it's, it's so well acted i mean everyone's so natural in that in that scene no one's mm-hmm. over the top in a, in a bad way um and the effects hold up mostly. I mean, for the 70s, are yeah, sure. incredible. Yeah, I do think we the know effects the effects tr- in the movie
1: held oh. up really well? Like, yeah. Even, like some of the miniatures of the ships and stuff. Sure. Like, you can tell they're miniatures, but they
0: look great. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they're easily Star Wars level. I mean, if not yeah. better in some cases. So, kid, you were going to say something about the chess Do we
2: know the trivia behind the chess scene? I assumed it's common knowledge.
0: Hit, hit us up. Hit us up. It may not be for a listener.
2: That, um, They didn't know basically what was going to happen so that Ridley Scott could get their genuine reaction. Mm. So apparently they knew that something was going to come out of his chest, but they didn't know what it would look like and how it would happen
0: or whatnot. I I heard that Veronica Cartwright in particular... Yeah. Didn't, didn't know that blood was going to hit her in the face. Well, no so one, she, it
2: said, this article I read said, no one knew. They just walked into this room and everyone's, all the crew are covered in plastic. <laughs> and they're like, why is everyone wearing plastic? It's like a
0: Gallagher show. <laughs>
2: and um, when it happens, yeah, it splattered everywhere. And it said she passed out and that Yafit Koto who played um, Parker, Parker. His, said his wife said he went back to his room and didn't like talk to anyone for the rest of the day. <laughs> Oh. So, that's they wanted that genuine reaction. Can you imagine? So, as a viewer, as people in the movie theater seeing it for the first time, it's like the same thing for the actual actors, too, except for they... To a certain extent, ...even yeah. more visceral for them. Yeah. And um, you said when we were watching Interesting Trivia that Veronica Cartwright had auditioned for Ridley and mm. Ridley...
0: Ripley. Yeah. Ripley. Yeah.
2: And so, Ernie Reaver had wanted
0: her part because it was originally... Written differently. From what I understand, Lambert was originally like a more of a wisecracking character and a lot more witty, and that attracted Scorney Weaver. To, like, she, she was kind of like, I think I'd rather play this part, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, like she, she mm-hmm. kind of considered herself in the running for both of those parts, which again, Dan O'Bannon, um, he wanted it to all be men uh, originally. Oh. The, the script was originally all male or. Um, not specifically, you know, who, what sex was which type of situation. It was kind of like they could change it as they wanted. Yeah. Um, well,
2: glad they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the changes are, were positive. From what it sounds like, that the, the core was important, but yeah. the 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 spices everyone brought to it kind of made it special. So. And
2: I liked now that there there weren't any relationships. It yeah. was just people working together and. They argued, got along sometimes. It was just, but there was no relationships. You well, know. Th-
0: this was famously one of the first examples of the Bechdel test, the whole thing oh, where, yeah. um, you know, in a film or a work of fiction, there are at least two women characters and they talk to each other and it's not about a man, <laughs> right? Like that's the little three steps that it has to pass. Yeah. And uh, this is one that I think the the creator of that test Actually, cited originally was like, you know, this is the last movie I remember seeing that had this when she wrote about this in the 70s or whatever, Mm -hmm. her early 80s. So, yeah. Yes, Keith.
2: And lastly, or maybe lastly, but you made the very good point about how, so Gurney Weaver does not have a kid in this movie. Oh, shit. And, and yeah. then in Aliens, all of a sudden, she has a daughter. Yeah, And that just, I didn't realize that until you pointed that out to me, mm. and it just rubs me the wrong way.
0: <laughs> she's she's clearly a, a cat lady. She, she's just <laughs> some yeah. lady that has a cat, never brings up a kid, you know, even when she's, like, uh, gonna sleep, uh, like, and she records a last message, she doesn't say, by the way, uh, little Nancy... Um, I love you, so if 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 I don't get to see you again, this no, mommy loves you. She doesn't do any of that shit. Doesn't give a fuck. But then, yeah, an alien suddenly, she's like, "My daughter, what happened to my daughter?" You know, like first thing is like, okay, James Cameron, like none of this shit was in the original Uh, movie. It's just you're running with this. Frustrating.
2: Like, did they do that because? She needed to be more humanized for, like, viewers? Did she need to be more relatable for women or something? I don't know. Like, why, why, was, why was that choice made? And then you make the point that at the end of Aliens, spoiler, she has this girl and this guy. So now she kind of has, like, a ready-made family in space. I think that was and the point like, of that
0: movie. Yeah, it was, about fam- it was about family, Kia. That's what Aliens was about.
2: Oh, my gosh. And, because no woman's life is complete unless she has a child and a husband.
0: Well, <sighs> um Wow. Well, oh, goodness. I'm just sorry. A little, uh, Not sorry. A little hit dog will holler moment there. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, I, I think that... I love. I like. Really like Aliens, and think it's a really fun movie. And, and I'm pretty sure it was also the first one I saw of this franchise. And it has a lot of like iconic moments for me and everything. But man, I prefer Alien over Aliens oh, now yeah. as an adult. Like I, I don't even think it's a comparison. And and I feel like the things that James Cameron brought to that franchise kind of ruined it in a way because he makes the life cycle of the alien much different. He deliberately makes it like an insect style uh, scenario with a queen and Mm. uh, it's all about reproduction and um, like the original film, I don't think has any of that stuff really. It's like very mysterious. It makes no sense, you Mm. know, and it's kind of on purpose. And uh, so, yeah, like by making the alien, a mother and Ripley, a mother, (laughs) it kind of, it it kind of neutered it. Ironically, Uh, it, 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 but but obviously people love it. So, I mean, it created a, lot, a huge franchise based out of aliens. More of the DNA of the sequels are in that movie than the original, for sure. So,
2: And it uh, gets worse
0: as it keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I agree, but in a way I like all of them. So I, I can't really, like, there's something about the schlockier it gets. I kind of <laughs> like it in a different way. So it kind of works for me still. Um well, any any closing thoughts? Anything mm-hmm. else? Anybody wants to?
2: Oh, did you want to see what Mr. Leonard Maltin has yeah, to say? Yeah, give us,
0: give us w- w- This has our, never been heard before. Let's hear Leonard Maltin's.
2: We have our Leonard Maltin's movie guide, and we when we watch a movie, we always see what he has to say. And he doesn't like a lot of modern horror
0: movies. Oh, he's pretty hard on him.
2: So I think he's going to give this a four. But let me see Alien, nineteen seventy nine, three and a half. He's hard to please. It says commercial spacecraft unwittingly takes on an alien being that wreaks merciless havoc on the crew space age horror film reverts to 1950s formula but unfolds at a deliberate pace populates the story with interesting colorful characters and plants implants its genuine shock moments with exceptional skill imitated but seldom equaled. Oh and um, Jeff. He says hmm. a screenplay by Dan O'Bannon from his and Ronald it Shus- story, inspired by it, the terror from beyond space.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I had never heard of that. Um, He's hard to please. I really thought he would give that a four. I mean, what's? I don't see. Mm. I didn't see any problem with it. I probably liked it. his
0: sci-fi angle probably huh? is enough for him to kind of quietly knock <laughs> it down. One. Well, speaking of what we're giving it, mm. yeah. What's everybody rating this guy?
2: A plus for me. Oh,
0: oh, damn. Okay. I liked it. Excellent. I'll give it an A. Yeah, I think I'll also give it an A. It's, it's definitely up there. I mean, so straight A's from yeah. the Half-Ass <laughs> Horrorcast kids. Uh, really quickly, I did open this up to listeners. Marco Estes <laughs> said, have you guys played Alien Isolation? And if so, were your nerves as shredded <laughs> just as bad as mine were? And I I vaguely remember this this video game coming out, and I think I looked at some YouTube uh, clips after he asked the question. Uh, I think it's like from like 2014 or something like that, Mm -hmm. where it's a survival horror game with you know.
2: What system is it on?
0: I think it was PC, but it may have been everything. I don't really know anything about modern video games. I stopped
2: being a gamer when the N sixty four came out, and it confused me.
0: You just threw it down. No,
2: I was like, these 3D graphics are too much.
0: Jeff, do you have any experience with this? I know you, you play uh, a little bit of video games. Not really.
1: I've, I, uh, I've never even heard of that. I, uh, yeah, me either. I mean,
0: I've,
1: I've just been playing Worms. That's about it. <laughs> it's, uh, I, haven't, I haven't really gotten into video games in a long time.
0: For from what I understand, it kind of goes back to the roots. And uh, it's all about survival. You can't really fight the alien. It's all about, like, trying not to get caught by it, basically. So it sounds pretty pretty cool. Mark also asks, this is Memphis Mark, by the way. I've brought him up a few times. Also, do you consider this film to be a horror movie or a sci-fi movie? Or a combo of the both?
2: Oh, definitely a combo of the both. Yeah, yeah definitely a combo of, the, of, of both. And if I was a member on the ship at the time... I would probably say, I feel like I'm in a horror movie. So maybe if I was experiencing it, it would obviously be horror, but um, definitely, I think, a combination of both. Yeah, Especially once you throw the robot in there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I think it's, I feel like it's horror with, you know, sci-fi in the backseat type Mm -hmm. of situation where it's, I feel like it's a horror movie first before it would be a science fiction movie, but I don't
1: know. Hmm.
0: Jeff, similar feelings or?
1: Uh, yeah, just horror sci-fi. It's. Um, yeah. I feel like yeah, like you said. I think I, I think the sci-fi kind of takes a bit of a backseat to the horror element, just because the the science fiction part is the setting and the the fact that there's an alien, but everything else is. I feel like it's done, to be scary. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, and again, I think it's almost like it's like a slasher movie with a little bit of a haunted house movie, (laughs) you know, more than it is a spaceship, um, you know, like a science fiction. Um, We have Johnny Leroy. What's the top two movies with aliens that you three enjoy the most? What's some of your favorite alien movies? Not not necessarily.
2: I'm trying to make sure I I remember. All the alien movies. Mac and me. Oh, uh, we uh, watched so. that like two days ago. We literally watched that a
0: couple nights ago, Jeff. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is in it as bad as I remember? <laughs> yes. And, and, okay.
2: It's it, hilarious.
0: I, I want to note we weren't watching it attentively. It was on in the background <laughs> while we were doing other things, but still, it was... It's oof,
2: hard not to... It oof. does grab your attention. Um, <laughs> well, I'm trying to look up alien movies. I feel like there's been well, so I, uh, many, but I have I have a couple
1: of picks. I like um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's one mm. I used to watch a lot when I was like a, particularly when I was a teenager I watched that one a lot.
0: A
2: little Shop of Horror.
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely <laughs> technically an alien, yeah. I
2: mean, I guess if they use the original ending it would. otherwise you, you wouldn't know it's an alien
1: movie. I guess. Also, Explorers that uh, Great Joe Dante movie yeah. I used to like that one as a kid a lot. I
0: feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention E.T. That's oh, yeah. course. one of my favorite <laughs> movies with an alien in it. Um, So, yeah, outside of this movie, Alien, uh, I'd probably pick E.T., which is like two sides of a coin. Uh, It's (laughs) two very different takes. I like Starman, too. I think that's a rare John Carpenter movie that's with a little bit of heart. Uh, That's funny you mention that, because I just watched that one last week again. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great (laughs) one. Just flipping through on Amazon, I was like, well, I haven't watched
1: this movie in a a little while, so I'll check it out again. I
2: think my picks would be... I'm a '90s teen, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Independence Day because I really like that movie. It's a fun one. <laughs> um, and even though James Cameron has rubbed me the wrong way, I do like The Abyss.
0: Yeah, The Abyss favorite. is that's another great one. Yeah,
2: because I mean it's an alien that's underwater. Yeah. We don't ever really get that. <laughs> it's always in space, so that's different. Um, so yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. And all right, we have one last question. It's from Just Mike. He says, uh, have any of you ever snuck into a movie theater?
2: Mm. I think so, like I when I was a kid. a
0: movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw but a yes. lot of free movies. <laughs> it's kind of sneaking in a way, I yeah. guess.
2: If you work at a movie theater, do you automatically get to see all the movies you want for free? Or is there like a limit?
0: Yeah. No, you can see,
1: well, when I worked there, you could. In fact, uh, nice. even before I started working at the theater, I would go to movie theaters because my cousin had worked at one. And I noticed that if he could go to other movie theaters by that same chain, and he would just be like, "Hey, my name's Chris, and I work at this theater down the street." Um, and they're like, oh, "Okay, they'll just sign here. You sign your name on a, a piece of paper and then like write like what movie you're going to see and what theater you work at, and they just give you let you in free. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to start doing that. So I would go to movie theaters and be like, hey, I work at Indian Lake, <laughs> even though at the time I didn't. You know, I'd be like, I work at this other regal theater. Like, can I see a movie here? And they're like, yeah, sure. Just sign your name here. And I would just sign my name and go in and watch a movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I, I definitely, when I was younger, I would do the thing where I would buy a ticket for the earliest matinee. And then I would just quietly go to other movies as the day progressed because I I just loved Mm -hmm. movies so much. And, uh, you know, I was working at like a rental uh, movie uh, video store or whatever. So it's not like I was rolling in the cash.
2: Did any workers ever go like, why are you still
0: here? I'm sure, you know what, I'm sure they noticed and just didn't really care Uh, because it's not like I would do it in a super heavily populated uh, theater where, you know, like someone could be like, there's not enough seats because all these freeloaders, (laughs) you know, like I I would kind of just quietly go into another movie and and watch, uh, you know, something I was interested in. And I wouldn't do it just to do it. It would Mm -hmm. usually be something I actually wanted to see on some level. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But uh, I was a very sad, lonely man (laughs)
1: walking theater to theater. (laughs) I I almost got busted on my little scam once. (laughs) Because, like I said, it was before I worked at a movie theater. I went to Indian Lake, which was the theater I later worked at. And I was like, hey, if I work at the movie theater at 100 Oaks, can I get in here? And they were like, yeah, man. And they pulled the little clipboard out with the thing. I start to sign my name, and the guy's like, um He's like, oh, you work at 100 Oaks? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. I, I uh trained everybody there. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, he's going to call me out. but like, I don't remember seeing you there. And like, and he's like, did you just start working there? And I was like, yeah, I just started like a week ago. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, And he just kind of dropped it after that. And then later when I actually started working there, I was like, that's that guy that... Uh, <laughs> luckily, he didn't
0: remember that interaction at all. So it worked out for me. <laughs> well... Yeah, adventures and stealing movies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for the questions, guys. What about the moment where Ripley uh, strips down almost naked? Best part Uh, of the movie.
2: (laughs) 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 I first obviously thought, of course. There has to be this scene. But you you pointed out that she's about to get back in the, the chamber. To
0: but sleep, yeah.
2: I think it would have been amazing, now that I know that it was supposed to be, or written to be all men, if it had been, like, Tom Skerritt in, like, the tiniest white underwear in the world. He <laughs> bends over, you see the crack of his ass. I just feel like some things, I don't think that was necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was necessary for her to lean over. You can literally see her ass. She. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: She could have worn panties that fit her, not like a child's pair of (laughs) underwears. Right. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like you have this
2: great adult, mature movie, and then you throw this in there for, I don't know, the male gaze. (laughs) It just seemed unnecessary and kind of cheapened it a little bit. And for that, maybe I'll take my grade down to an A.
0: Oh, goodness. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. Well, on that note. It's
2: still straight A's. (laughs) I'm Jeff. I'm Kia.
0: And I'm Craig. And And we we just reviewed reviewed... Alien. It is time once again for Fast
2: Trivia. It's time to play trivia, trivia. It's time to play trivia. Let's get into trivia. Give me my two points. My two points. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> trivia, half ass horror half ass horror trivia, rather. Kia, will you tell us the rules really quickly <laughs> for new Uh-oh. listeners because people yes. are confused. I've, I've had some messages recently.
2: Well, there's usually 10 questions and we take turns.
0: How is the scoring done?
2: The scoring is on your turn, if you get the answer without needing multiple choice, you get two points. If you fail to get the answer, the other person can steal, and if they steal and get it right, they get three
0: points. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just three kidding. points. I was very what okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If they steal, you're really stumbling through these. For someone that's so concerned about the rules, you were like really stumbling through it. And I was like, "What's wrong? What's going on?" What's going on? I'm
2: saying it fine. So anyway, if it's your turn and you get it, if it's your turn and you get it right without needing multiple choice, it's two points. If you need the multiple choice, you get one point. If you still get it wrong, then your opponent can steal, and they'll. if they get it right, they get one point.
0: That's I think it. That, yeah, I think it's yeah. more or less that's what's up. Yeah. So there you go. This is your first episode. Now you're in the know.
2: I don't, how do we pick who goes first? I forgot how we did that.
0: I think we just kind of randomly do it. Uh, why don't we go with the loser first? Okay. So you lost last, <laughs> yeah, last, that's we, fair. last time we played. So Kia... First question will be for you. I'm ready. Shake down to 1979. (laughs) That's right. 1979 trivia. Here we go. (laughs) What kid-friendly network was launched in 1979?
2: I hope it's Nickelodeon.
0: That is correct. Yeah. Two points for Kia. Next question for Jeff. What was the life expectancy of men in 1979? Um... I'll say 70. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's 78 now, so it's gone no. a little bit. <laughs> Question three for Kia. What major chain retailer known for its sexy attire opened in 1979? Victoria's Secret? That's correct.
2: I don't know. Another chain or like Frederick's of Hollywood.
0: Well, it's funny because <laughs> all my other options were like Macy's. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four for Jeff. What famous fictional kid turned eight in 1979?
1: Hmm. Fictional kid?
0: Yes. Uh, don't forget Rosemary's you can... Rosemary's Baby. Oh, incorrect. Wow,
2: that's that wasn't that bad, actually. I don't yeah, know when Rosemary's Baby was born,
0: but... <laughs> well, he was born in... Uh, was wasn't it 66? It? Wasn't that the gag? It no. was like June 6th in 1966. But anyway...
2: That was a good guess.
0: Kia, would you like to steal...
2: He turned eight in 1979?
0: Yes. Fictional character. Don't forget, you can choose the options.
2: 79. He turned eight?
0: That's correct. Elliot? (laughs) Elliot. From E.T. Incorrect. E.T. did not come out until 1982.
2: That doesn't mean he was clearly born in 1979 already. He was alive.
0: This fictional character... Oh, goodness. It was Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown turned eight.
2: So that makes sense, but my guess doesn't. Charlie Brown has been around since, like
0: forever <laughs> Fair enough even though ET did not come out until 1982 but
2: Elliot was still But the character
0: would, would still have been alive in 1970
2: Yeah, I didn't know Elliot
0: was Oh my god.
2: <laughs> Thank you, you Jeff. You guys, that my my answer actually was pretty
0: No. Good. T- Charlie Brown was four when the strip started in the 1950s. He <laughs> aged up to 6 in 1957. And then in 1979, he was aged up to eight. That doesn't... It. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a fictional character that had a... B- b- became eight years old in 1979. It's an odd can, way of aging. How could Elliot become... cranked eight years old in 1979 Because when he, didn't he was not all- until 1982? Moving on, Jeff. What? No, it's uh, Kia's question, right? Oh, man. Because he would have been 11 in, in E.T., which means Thank three you. years earlier, he would have been eight. Thank you. But it was literally... Okay. I think... All the listeners will side with me and, and they against spoken. <laughs> <laughs> <At>, so, <laughs> no, number five, I forgot whose it's question it my is. My turn. Okay. Average cost. Um, wait, wasn't it my turn?
2: No, because oh, you no. just. Je- yeah.
0: Yeah, because Keith's That's tried right, because I said uh, the other thing. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Number five, average cost of a new house in 1979. Hmm. All these questions are about the year 1979. I noticed.
2: Eighty-five thousand dollars.
0: Incorrect, Jeff. I'm gonna I'm gonna need the options. A seventy thousand. B eighty thousand. Oh. C ninety thousand. D one hundred twenty thousand.
1: Hmm. Uh, I'll say s- A seventy.
0: That is correct. Hmm. Uh, currently, the cost of a new house. Is (laughs) $385,000. So it's jumped up a bit.
2: Especially in, like, Nashville. Uh,
0: Number six. This is for Kia, right? No. No, Jeff. Jeff. Number six for Jeff. What company is responsible for the first known death of a human being by robot? So a robot killed somebody. What company is responsible? 1979. Um... I'm gonna need the the options. Okay. Murder by robot. A. Disney. B. IBM. C. Ford. D. Exxon. Um. I'm gonna say Ford. Correct.
2: Oh, I was gonna say that too. Jeff
0: on fire.
1: Uh, I January twenty. 20- say. Uh. <laughs> my joke answer was gonna be. Uh, Skynet. <laughs> 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 Uh,
2: Skynet, they didn't exist in 1979.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Why would he do that other than (laughs) in in a joke? Stop. January 25th, 1979, Robert Williams became the first known human being killed by a robot. He was struck from behind and crushed Mm -hmm. by a one-ton cart, moved by a robot arm, killing him instantly. Mm. On a lighter note, number seven. This is for Kia. What song was a top, excuse me. Number seven. What song was Top of the Charts, March 10th through March 23rd, 1979? March 10th through when? Top of the Charts. Charts. (laughs) March 10th. (laughs) 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 The charts. Uh, Top of the Charts, March 10th through March 23rd, 1979. That's a very brief window of time. It's it's the date that we're recording. That's why I chose it.
2: Um...
0: Would you um, like options for this incredibly hard question? Or do you just want to go guns blazing?
2: Is it um, options? Damn it.
0: Oh. I, A, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. I B, Donna
2: Summer.
0: I Will Survive by Gloria was Gaynor. To is that how you say your name? Gaynor. Gaynor. Yeah. C, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart? Hmm. Or D, Disco Duck. Top of the charts, March nineteen
2: seventy nine. Um, I will survive. That is correct. That's that's an, that's oh my god! That was the original answer that I was trying to think of. I would have got my two points. Damn it! Well,
1: you got if one. It had, if the question had been for October of seventy nine, I would have had that one immediately. What what was it? It was uh, I forgot. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's uh, <laughs> my Sharona. Oh, because that's always on my like my birthday trivia stuff.
0: Yeah, Disco Duck was mine, Jeff. That's why I, I threw that one in. Uh, number eight for Jeff. Damn it! Highest grossing film of 1979. Tell mm. me, what was it? Hmm, 79. I think I'm going to need the options. Okay, highest grossing film of 1979: A. Rocky II. B. The Muppet Movie. C. Moonraker D. Kramer vs. Kramer
1: well, It's funny, I was thinking Kramer versus Kramer because uh, I think that one won the Oscar um, <clears throat> but the Muppet movie was a kid's movie so I feel like a lot of people took their kids to see the movie oh, I just don't know
0: I would
2: have thought it was um, an alien
1: I'm gonna hmm. I'll, I'll say
0: I'll say Muppet Movie. That's incorrect. You should have went with your instincts. Because it was. Kramer versus Kramer. I didn't get to
2: steal. Oh, my God. You know, so I did this last time, too. Automatic
0: <laughs> point for Kia.
2: I get a point? What
0: sure. The, yes. Oh, I thought
2: Jeff said I get... Oh.
0: No, Jeff did offer that very very kindly. Oh. And that was my mistake, so yes. you. You get a point.
1: <laughs>
0: you would have gotten it, probably, though. Kramer versus Kramer... Which was also best picture, best director, best adapted screenplay, actor, and supporting actress out of the Academy Awards.
2: That's such a different time because now all the top movies are hero movies, superheroes. And back then it was a movie about a couple going through a divorce.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually noted uh, no Disney movies were in the top 10 and only one sequel, which was Rocky II. Wow. So it was all like it's original crazy. content. Um, and Alien was number six of That's of the year, crazy. By the way. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so we're we're going to finish this out on a couple of alien questions, which are still 1979 questions.
1: Okay.
0: Kia? Yeah? How tall was the space jockey prop?
2: Mm. Pretty damn tall.
0: Okay. Would you like the looking, options? We're looking
2: for specifics. <laughs> yes. yes, please. Uh, yeah, I'll take the.
0: <laughs> okay. Space jockey. He was A, 14 feet. B, 26 feet. C thirty two feet, D thirty eight feet. Thirty two feet. Incorrect. Dang
1: it. What is a space jockey?
0: The space jockey is the remains that they discover on the uh, alien ship before the eggs are revealed. Remember when they're looking oh, at like yeah. the kind of fossilized remains of this kind of alien creature? Yeah. It's nicknamed the space jockey.
1: Oh, okay. What were the options again?
0: So how tall was it? A, 14 feet. B, 26 feet. C, 32 feet. D, 38 feet. Mm, I'll say 26. That's correct. Mm. Final question for Jeff. Mm. What was the box office total of Alien?
1: I'll need the options.
0: A, 103 million. B, 93 million. C, 83 million. D, 73 million. Don't forget, this is 1979 money. I'll say 83. Incorrect. Kia, would you like to steal?
2: What are the options? I wasn't paying attention. A, 103
0: million. B, 93 million. C, 83 million. D, 73 million.
2: 73.
0: Incorrect. Mm-hmm. It was 103 million. Oh,
2: that was gonna be my original guess.
0: Well what were the totals? Kia?
2: Well, Jeff five, Kia six. It's a you hollow winna. victory because that one point was it's when you fault. messed up. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't fault. really I'm feel sorry. like I
0: earned it. Well at the very least, you tied and you definitely were gonna get that that point. I think you definitely mm. would have guessed Kramer versus Kramer. So mm-hmm. And it makes up for your foible with the Elliot remark
2: I don't understand (laughs) well Half-Assed Horror
0: Trivia (laughs) signing out congratulations Kia
2: thank you well
0: played Jeff
1: hey this is Jason Marsden I'm here on the Half-Assed Horrorcast you know it's not Half-Assed Jeff and Craig they're not Half-Assed at all they got all their information here appreciate them for having me well, Dash, you have anything you want to say? Well, yeah. Yeah, Jason. Get, get, step, step aside. See, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Jeff and Craig are pretty weird, but, you know, I think I'd rather them be
0: weird than dead. Anyone want a, uh, a black cow with the world of stuff? Follow me. We like to end the half ass Horrorcast with a segment called What's Making Us Scared, in which the half ass Horrorcast kids give you recommendations, insights to life, or just general news knowledge sometimes. <laughs> Jeff, kick mm. us off. What's making you scared this week? <laughs> um,
1: I actually have two things I want Ooh. to mention. Ooh. Um Lay on um, us. The first is just a recommendation for a TV show. I feel like I'm the only person watching this show. I don't, I don't have any <laughs> friends or anybody I know that watches it, but, uh, Keeping in theme with aliens, it's a resident alien comes on the sci-fi channel on Wednesday nights. So uh, it stars Alan Tudyk as the alien. And uh, it's really good. It's really funny. Um, It's sort of like uh, Northern Exposure meets ALF where uh, (laughs) there's this alien that crash lands on Earth and he kills a guy and takes on his appearance uh, but it turns out the guy he killed and took the appearance of uh, is a doctor, and then the doctor in town gets murdered, and so they needed they need somebody to, to fill in for the doctor until they can get a permanent replacement, and so they come to the alien not knowing that he's actually an alien, and of course he doesn't know anything about human beings or how their insides work or anything, and it's <laughs> just a really funny kind of fish-out-of-water kind of story, and then there's like a kid who... Whatever the device he has that changes his appearance for other people, like it doesn't work on the kid, so the kid can see him as an alien. (laughs) So it uh, it creates more humorous moments. Like it's 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 a really fun funny show. But uh, I think they're on like episode six or seven now. But uh, it's really good. I I I look forward to it every week. So and I want other people to start watching it, so I'll have someone to talk to about it. (laughs) Yeah, actually, my uh, my dad was the one that introduced me to the show. Like, I'd seen commercials huh. for it, but I was like, I don't really care about that. But then he was like, did you, did you watch Resident Alien? I was like, no. was <laughs> like, oh, it's great. You got to watch it. He, he pulled it up and uh, we watched the first episode at their house and I was like, oh, that was really good. I, I actually really like that. So, And what
2: channel is it on? Or it's on streaming?
1: Uh, sci-fi. Oh, okay. So, if, uh, <laughs> that, I think that's the, the biggest problem with people that I know, most people I know don't have sci-fi. <laughs> so it's hard to like, but there's a sci-fi app on Roku that you can go to and watch them on there. Nice. Uh, but my second thing is um, it was announced online this week that Rob Zombie is going to be making a monsters movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but my, I talked to a friend of mine about it, and he's like, well, you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt because Rob Zombie is kind of known for announcing movie mm-hmm. projects that never happen. So, like, at one point, he was going to do a Crow movie. He was going to do um, a remake of The Blob and Chud and uh, Broad Street Mm -hmm. Bullies. He had, like, a a Charles Manson family TV series. Um, So this could just be, like, another one of his many projects that he's like, I'm making this
0: movie, and then it never happens. I mean, anything's possible, I guess, but I'm pretty sure his last movie, that 31 was basically Mm -hmm. crowdfunded. I think he had to go that route to get another movie made. So I doubt that... I'm kind of like you, Jeff. I kind of wonder how much truth is to it. Like, is a major studio handing over a name property to him at this point? But
1: there again, they're not doing
0: much with the Munsters, so maybe, I don't know. The little blurb I read mentioned something about Universal
1: being a part of it, but um, I also... I'm not really a fan of his movies, but... I like I like I like Rob Zombie cuz he's a he's also a monster kid and he you know I feel like we have a lot in common and uh but and I like some of his music too but I've never been a big fan of his movies so like if he did make a monsters movie I don't I don't know if I would really care that much about it like uh I I know like the little blurb that I read said that he it's he would be casting like the his usual actors like his wife <laughs> is going to play Lily and um wow uh, other so it's making you sca-
2: so it's making you scared in a bad way
1: not a good way <laughs> get, well more of a I'd, it's not for me kind of yeah. way like i just like i'm just like well that, i mean if he makes one I'm, I'm i'm not gonna like prejudge a movie that hasn't even started production yet but like um just judging from his previous movies it's probably not something i'm really to be all that yeah. crazy about but um, but I'm open-minded to it. You know, I liked that uh, Mockingbird Lane show that they did that didn't get picked up. Um, so...
0: Which I'm was definitely like a different, different interpretations. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I would be more excited about it if it was earlier in his career. And I would think, oh, maybe he's going to do something different. Maybe that's why he chose this project. And he has, like, a new take. And he's going to stretch himself a little bit. But... I feel like he kind of makes the same movie over and over and over. Um, it's the same yeah. type of feel. And, uh, and I do kind of question how that would mash up with Monsters. Um, well, I just uh,
1: I don't want to see a Monsters movie where they're all just yelling at each other all the time, which seems mm-hmm. to be a lot of what's in his movies. And then I also think uh, I was kind of like, we talked about it on that one podcast where, where after we had met Butch Patrick. I would kind of like to see an animated Monsters movie Mm -hmm. because the Monsters is basically a live-action cartoon, like the original series, you know? And I just think, like, it's, like, perfect for animation. But um, they didn't ask me to make the movie, so (laughs) it's all good.
0: I think uh, Kia wants to play devil's advocate. Well,
2: no, I was going to, no. I liked, I mean, I think Rob Zombie's movies, they're fine. Um, But, like, the Monsters is kind of, isn't it? It's kind of family friendly.
0: It's definitely family I friendly. Feel like it's like his, an old school sitcom basically. None
2: of his movies are. I feel like he's the last person that should do that because it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be
0: weird. Right? I mean, and I guess you could argue <laughs> that's what they want. They want something totally different done with that no, property. Just come up I, with I something new
2: instead of ruining taking you know things that were once family friendly and kind of attainable for everyone. They don't need to be, you know, like the Twilight Zone, right? They don't need right. to be,
0: yeah, they kind of adulted blew that one. up, right? To be
2: good. And I felt like Rob Zombie would just his touch would be a little bit too hard for, for that.
0: <laughs> I'm totally gonna add that boing sound effect his touch. <laughs> when his touch is too hard. <laughs> oh, oh no,
2: <laughs> I didn't realize, yeah, I got carried away.
0: And yeah. I, I and I think the uh the outrage on the internet was equal oh, I mean was it was very much like no <laughs> don't you. let him do this I mean oh, really? and I like it Yeah I don't think people were excited at all And about the idea.
2: I liked I think I've seen most of his movies except for the 31 right No we watched we watched that Didn't he had a different didn't he have a new one where he went back and did a sequel to like The Devil's Rejects Oh
0: and, yeah I forgot yeah. what 3 from hell was, Three from what hell. That was called We haven't seen yeah.
2: I think that was the newest one we haven't yeah, seen you're right. that one but I liked him all fine, but Rob Zombie and the Munsters just don't yeah. go together.
0: Yeah. Doesn't to seem me. to. Doesn't seem to. But you never know. Maybe he'll surprise us. No, he won't. Yeah, he might pull out a family-friendly <laughs> movie. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild if he did, though. That huh? would be. Yeah. If he did, like, That'd a super cool. fr- family-friendly, fun, it's like a Tim Burton type of thing, yeah. almost, like early Tim but, Burton. The Walking Lane doing show was... Uh, it wasn't very. It wasn't like super family friendly, like uh, right. Oh right. It was like you know, a soap Eddie opera was, almost, right?
1: Yeah, like Eddie was. He like ate some kid or something at camp, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> like the grandpa was killing people and drinking their blood to stay young, and like. Mm. So it was a little darker take. How on long? That. How long ago was this one? Um, maybe like ten years ago. Huh. Pretty yeah. close to it. Hmm. I see.
2: Yeah, they should get Rob Zombie on, like, the next season of American Horror Story. Something like that.
0: See, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he'd be good for that either, just because mm. I don't think he understands camp the way that show does it. Uh-huh. I, don't, I, I, like, I think he's too... On the nose. Yeah. His
2: touch is too hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kia, what's making you scared?
2: Well, this might surprise you, but what's making me scared is a book. Um, I've mentioned Grady Hendrix on the oh, podcast before. Big fan. I think I've read most of his books. I've so read Horror Store and We Sold Our Souls, The Southern Book the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, and my favorite, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which is an amazing book. Yeah. And I know there are rights to, to make it into a movie or a TV show, and I, I hope that happens, preferably a TV show, because it would be amazing.
0: I, I guess he won't be a household name until... Um A movie is like really successful made of his material or something because he seems like he should already be like really well known. At
2: least as as well known, I think, as Joe Hill, right? But you know,
0: and Joe Hill's had some successful he's had some successful
2: adaptations and
0: connections. That's true.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Although he's great on his own, this is true. But anyway. So, Grady Hendrix has a new book coming out. Its expected publication date is July 13th, 2021. And it's called The Final Girl Support Group. I guess the general... It's a long synopsis on Goodreads, which I'm not going to read. But, you know, basically, it's a support group for Final Girls. Um, and it sounds amazing. I mean... That, that when, hook
0: enough is for When you. Grady
2: Hendrix is about to drop a new book, I'm, I pretty much buy it sight unseen. i am mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to like it, so... He's just really good. So if you haven't read Grady Hendrix, you should definitely read him. You should definitely read My Best Friend's Exorcism. That is just, it's just really good. So,
0: yes. Final Girls Support Group dropping in July. Uh, What's making me scared is a couple of days ago, (laughs) I opened up Twitter. Oh, okay. And I saw a picture of a dog with a pizza in its lap. It's like a Domino's pizza box. And the dog was so happy. The dog is just grinning ear to ear and it was so cute. You know, the dog is like, this pizza is for me? And someone, you know, the next picture is someone opens up the pizza box and inside of it is a sloppy salad with just like tomatoes and lettuce. And just looks disgusting. And and the dog's look on his face is so defeated. And so it's like, why, why? I thought this was a real pizza and, it, and it's salad. And then the next picture, there's a last picture of the owner trying to shove a tomato in its mouth and the dog is just looking away in disgust (laughs) like, no, don't, don't, don't get it near me. And I saw this first thing in the morning, I think Thursday morning. And I thought it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. (laughs) I mean, it brought tears in my eyes. I was so happy about this stupid thing. And I shared it with Kia immediately. And I think later in the day, I shared it with Jeff and I was just like, I'm officially dad age now. Like I'm official. This is like I, I stayed away from it for a while. I mean, I've always had a corny sense of humor I and mean, be quick, quick to laugh, and I mean that's just kind of my personality. Mm. But like alone, first thing in the four in the morning, I'm looking at this thing and thinking, oh, I gotta, I gotta share this, you know? Like, and I was like, I'm officially like, you know, I'm dad joke age now. Like I'm, I've ungracefully stepped in it, and this is me now. So. Aww. All right, Kia, it's your choice.
2: Oh, I totally forgot. What's your pick? Yes, and sadly, this pick is not streaming anywhere unless you want to rent it, and you can rent it for cheap, and it's a good movie. Um, and it's from 1987, so I'm still trying to be a little old school. And last time I picked Night of the Comet. This time I'm picking Night of the Creeps.
0: Oh, Night of the Creeps. Yeah, from 19. Well, this is
2: 1986, 87. So yes, it's available on it is on Amazon to rent. It is on you can get it through Xfinity, but it's to rent, unfortunately.
0: Sorry. It's not Shane Black, but his partner, right? What's the guy's name that Fred wrote? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah, nice. Night of the Creeps, next episode on the Half Ass mm-hmm. Horror Cast. Thank you for listening and thank you, Jeff and Kia, for participating. You're welcome. Goodbye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast. Facebook at Half-Assed Horror. Twitter at HAHorrorcast. And you can send us
0: an email at half at gmail.com or visit our website, half